Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I just every day feeling more and more every day, just like it. And Brian. And I am per usual M. Lizzie. <laughs> keep it short this, and sweet. <laughs> keep it short and sweet and make mine longer. And then you're like, yeah, that was, don't do that, Brian. Uh, this is the Emo Social Club podcast, the podcast about music, news, rad bands, cool podcasts, gaming sometimes, Twitch streaming, all that stuff. Wide ranging here. Vibing, just general vibes. Overall vibes. Uh, yeah, that's us. Welcome. Thank you for hanging out with us again this week. Uh, our episode today is with a band and a man uh high wind uh the front man and main man chris russo is our guest the, uh, the man chris russo the man yeah uh we talk about his new music which if you're listening to this on monday it's already out i guess if you're listening to it past monday it's still it's out. still out it's not it's not less out the farther away from this episode's release. It, I mean, if you listen in like March or something, there's probably something else out by him. Oh, there's a bunch more out. Yeah. We talked yeah. about it. He, he's got a bunch of new singles coming out over the course of the year. So uh, there's definitely music coming out no matter when you listen to this. And some of it is already out. Um, yeah. And we talk a lot of Kingdom Hearts slander too, right off the bat, just to, just to get you ready just for it. Just get the blood pumping. Get you ready yeah. to go get the blood pumping uh we we love to have spicy takes just right off the bat to get you just really enraged before you hear about yeah, some cool be- tunes. especially brian because he just has like an immense hatred for donald duck for some re- weird reason you're gonna have to listen to find out uh, i just want to know if, if you have trauma from donald duck from your youth. uh only only when he doesn't heal me in the game before <laughs> we get into that lizzie what do you have going on this week um, so every day on TikTok, I'm posting something, something chaotic. Crushing it. That's all Crushing it is. It. That's Crushing all it. it is. It's something chaotic on TikTok. But, um, because I'm starting to run out of chaotic ideas, I would like uh, <laughs> you to let me know what you guys are looking for. So we've been doing the trends. I will not be doing the sea shanty trend. I, we're just not doing that. So if you want to send me anything else to do. I mean, you could, you could try the sea shanties. You can try the cheese handy one, then you know. Give it a shot. Fine. I'll you know, do it. You can do it. You can do it. See. An emo um, sea shanty. Yeah, just send us like a DM <laughs> on our socials, um, or you can send us a DM on our TikTok at x emo social club x. Same thing on Twitter. I'm the main one who handles our Twitter for the That's most true. part. Brian Twitter. jumps in every so often, but um, make sure Twitter. if you wanted to DM us a question or like if you want to say like, hey, I think you should do this TikTok. Let us know. Don't be weird about it. And I'm also going to still do this because I need to finish my 
master's project so I can get my degree. If anybody is a <laughs> psychologist or somebody who works in sociology or somebody who's like really big into marketing and social media trends and tactics, if you want to talk about social media and trauma and public grieving, please reach out to us on our socials or at my personal socials at Boredom Bathory because I'm looking to people to talk to and interview. And so far, actually, I don't know if people listen to the podcast or if they just saw retweets or my TikTok, but I got a few people reaching out to me about it. So that's cool. So keep doing it. <laughs> but Brian, what are you doing, my guy? Oh, man. Uh, that sounded like I was going to go somewhere. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I've i been working on the YouTube uh, while Lizzie's been handling the TikTok. And I put up three videos last week. Our tier list from the Q&A episode that we did on Twitch. Uh, Among Us videos will be coming every week as long as I keep making that content out of uh streams uh the video game streams are on pause while i'm focusing on content but every tuesday hopefully at 11 30 a.m i'll be playing with some of our uk friends uh who who are streaming it so if you are at work and want to see me uh either murder or be murdered uh join us on our streams then uh and then you can check out the videos on youtube uh we are emo social club on youtube and we are emo social club.tv here so it's the same place you check this out for the podcast and the DJ streams now Hell every yeah. Friday, Saturday night. Uh, we have decided to institute themes. Uh, our themes theme, make it fun. Themes make it fun. So Saturdays will have themes. It will usually be us dressing up and having a band of the night or a genre of the night or some sort of power hour. Uh, so we're kind of excited about this. We're just going to mess around with it, see what happens. Uh, we had one this last weekend for Avril Lavigne. Where we dressed up as punk rock princesses. That's that really funny. either uh, channeling your inner um, like girlfriend, best damn thing vibes, or it's channeling the OG Avril when it was really her and not her replacement twin um, with the ties. So <laughs> okay, how, all right. So go either way that you want to go. Okay, uh, this Saturday night we will be doing uh, our our Russian party, which. Where did this idea come from? We don't know, but it's a Mike thing. from Rematch, I feel. It was really the culprit. I feel here. like it was Rematch, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know where this came from. I'm, but getting, I'm being forced to run out and find Adidas tracksuit slash yep. ask my brothers. And thank God we are all a size small. Yep. And we can all wear each other's clothes. Thank God. Yeah, that's thank God for the Russian party we're throwing. Out of nowhere, <laughs> for what reason? Thank God. At least we have that to rely on. Uh, our power hour is not going to be Russian hard bass, even though we will be listening to that at certain points during the stream. It's We're going to get a power hour of Weezer. It's actually just going to be tattoo on repeat for an hour. Oh, no. That's it's it. Weezer. All things she We're going to listen to Weezer. On repeat. Let's go. I'm not making up any, I'm not making any jokes here. I'm not allowing any, any falsehoods. We're going to listen to a power hour of Weezer in our, in our track suits and we're going to have a blast. So. Uh, make sure you're there. If you want to check out and get notified when we go live, you can always check us out on discord uh, which we have links in the in descriptions. Uh, and you can also check us out on our Facebook where we're putting up events every week now. You can join those. And uh, just let us know what you're looking forward to. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you hate. Uh, and I, I think that's it. That's where you can find us this week. That's where you can find us in the future. Without further ado, here is our episode with Chris of Highwind. Tonight we're probably going to talk a lot about your music. We're going to talk a lot about video games. And uh, I'll do my fake Jersey accent for everybody, I guess. Let's go. <laughs> so what we're talking about before we got in here is we'll just 
I'll just do my fake Jersey accent. Well, you'll hear the fake Jersey accent versus the real Jersey accent. We'll see which <laughs> yeah. is better. The authentic Jersey accent or the fake one that you've been practicing for however long yeah. now. We'll oh, put mine it on will TikTok just be a fucking we'll joke. see how people feel about it. No, Let's I don't want to be judged. Don't judge me. Yeah, <laughs> you can get you can really get yourself onto like New Jersey Mafia Mom TikTok. Just right. <laughs> you Mafia keep doing Mom. This. Fucking Mafia Moms though. <laughs> We love to see it. We love. Now to that's see an offer I can't fucking refuse. Some shit. <laughs> like oh, I just want to know you what would be your mafia mom. I got you. Name? Yeah, my mafia mom name. Yeah, I gotta get. I gotta know. Fucking like, oh shit. You know, because if I was an emo like Jersey mom, I probably would have like the Karen haircut, but it'd be more like Billy from Good Charlotte, <laughs> where it like. Is like all the because like I used to have that back in high school, like the spiky, uh, the spiky back, but then like yeah. the longer and like the front and the, the bangs going over. So it'd be oh, like, so you really had it. Let's go. Yeah. So it'd be like Billy, but with like an IE. That's amazing. Oh, Let's go. Yeah. We'd love to see it. That was like such a Karen fucking haircut. And I only realized it later in life when I was like, man, there's a lot of people with the same haircut talking to managers. That I like, oh, I had that fucking haircut though. <laughs> like fine. that was like a scene haircut. I'm like, oh shit, did I ever talk to a manager? You yes, probably Alice, did it's fine. We haven't started recording yet. Yeah. So I got music playing to the stream. And yes, the music is still supposed to be playing because we're just chatting before we actually get into the in interview part. And then I uh, I turn it off when we actually go. Six. It's just six. vibes. It's just vibes while we're hanging, you know? Alice exactly. Alice is uh, quality assurance, so she's taking care of us. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay's manager had that haircut. So what do you do if you are a manager and have the manager talk to your manager haircut? <laughs> what do you do? I don't know. Just, who do you talk hurt. to? <laughs> no, the store you're in just implodes because it can't handle both haircuts. <laughs> That's it. That's all that happens. It's, it's like, not a big it's just, deal or anything. <laughs> two people saying like, I like your haircut. I like yours too. I'll take care of your shit. Thank you. <laughs> And then everything's gone. Everything evaporates. Whatever hot topic done. you're now standing in, it's done. Oh my god. Whatever hot topic you're standing in is done. <laughs> yeah. Did the hot that, topic I mean, that we like, were whatever. in just disappear? Yeah, exactly. This is and just an empty room in a mall. It's that or like it's transferred to another goddamn dimension because it imploded on itself and it's brought to like the fifth dimension and just a hot topic. Oh no. <laughs> That, that's a real Rick and Morty garbage. I don't know if <laughs> that's a Rick and Morty, that. yeah. Morty! That's just a fucking it's empty room, Morty. I don't know if I can do that, Rick. Oh, God. Oh, jeez, Rick. I haven't actually even watched the show. I haven't watched, like, one episode of that show. I just know their voices well enough. I apparently. watched seasons one through three. Haven't touched four yet because I haven't. Other than a recent Yu-Gi-Oh! GX binge, because I was feeling really nostalgic, <laughs> like I haven't watched any TV whatsoever. Damn. Um, actually, I take that back. I was watching Avatar: The Last Airbender again, but my girlfriend should. was watching it with me for the first time. Oh my god! So okay, so are you, are you Team Zutara or no? Am I what? Are you Team Zutara or no? I need to know. <sighs> I don't know if I care enough. I'm being blatantly honest with you. <laughs> wow. Cause like I know wow. how every like I've watched the show God knows how many times now I know how everything ends I think at this point I really don't care because like I watched it when it originally aired years ago yeah. my family started watching it again a few months back and then I started watching it again so I've seen everything so many times now so hearing that's like oh I don't think it really matters 
<laughs> I don't know I'm sure I said no, like an no, asshole. No, I'm I, sorry. Had, I had a lot of friends in high school. Like we would watch it, and it was like completely like that. That was like our fangirl thing before. Like we realized like you can fangirl with music, and even still, <laughs> like when we were in early college, they were like, "Oh, let's like ship and like." I'm like, I, okay, we need oh to calm down. Guys. Let's ship. No shipping. I totally understand shipping. Certain movies, I totally understand shipping. I don't know because I'm too deep into the Avatar thing. Although I've never watched Korra all the way through, so maybe I could do it with that when I get to that. You have to like honestly skip most of season two because it's just like we're traveling. <laughs> you're like, I get your fucking we traveling. Love filler. We love filler. We love great. Oh, I love filler. Yeah, no. Like I tried it. I was like, I can't do it. And then we just <laughs> that's understandable. <laughs> Filler is either like really entertaining or not at all. Cause like I yeah. watched all of Sword Art Online up until the most recent season because I was waiting for, you know, the whole, whole last season to go on Hulu or not last season, I don't know, whatever. The most recent season to go on Hulu so I can just binge watch it. The worst part of that was the Excalibur filler arc where it was just three episodes of a whole lot of nothing to the point where I don't remember what happened because it was that unentertaining, you know? <laughs> so everything else about the show, great. Certain parts are a train wreck. It's fine. It's a great show anyway. <laughs> but the Excalibur arc was so unnecessary. <laughs> uh, this is a show I've never watched, so I got nothing for you. That's I fine. The fandom being pretty big. I never watched it though. The only reason I really got into it, we were, I recorded the first EP, the Have You Been EP, with my friend CJ, longtime friend of mine. He got me an SAO. I started watching it because after it was one Thanksgiving, I think it was. I was at his place to hang out with his family for Thanksgiving because he's a super close family friend of mine. After a couple hours of me, CJ, and a friend Ian hanging out, he's like, hey, let's watch Sword Art Online. You guys have never tried it. Sure, whatever. Why not? I know nothing about the show. Sure, why not? By the third episode, I'm fucking crying because some <laughs> random one-off character has died. Yeah. Which is what... Uh, I'll talk about that later because that's music interview stuff. Y'all will love that story. <laughs> but basically, um, by the third episode, I'm crying because this one-off character has died and I'm now fully invested in this show. So that's that's the only reason I really got into it because three episodes in, CJ made me cry because a one-off character died. <laughs> uh, All right. <laughs> well, and let's get into the interview part. Although I'm like, I recorded all that just in case we need yeah, a no, anime reviews oh, for the, for the episode. That. Yeah, we'll save them for it. Uh, yeah. So let me uh, let me pause this music here. There we go. <laughs> Love my buttons. Anyway, uh, I'll go ahead do a quick intro, and then we will begin the interview process. <sighs> Prepare. Warm. Warm up, warm up. Let's go. Gotta, gotta <sighs> do a quick warm up. Yeah. Get those knees up. Stretch yeah. it out. Stretch it out. Uh. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here with kind of like our second first uh, interview of the new year, Chris <laughs> Russo from High Wind. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, we'll talk a bit about your new music. We'll talk a bit about video games. I already said this for the stream. 
if you're listening to this at the episode, make sure you join us on the stream every Thursday night to hang out with us in the chat. Um, but yeah, so Chris, you're the front man for a band called High Wind. You're from New mm-hmm. Jersey. Uh, tell us a little bit. <laughs> tell us a little bit about your band and about you. And uh, yeah, give us give us the rundown on you. So High Wind is just me. I do all, the whole lot of musical everything for this. I started High Wind. We're in 2021, so like three years ago, basically. Um, it all started as like a demo session with CJ Rorella, who produced the Have You Been EP. We, this went from a demo session to like a seven month long writing and recording process for this EP. And I've been kind of doing the thing since. I've done a little bit of touring across the East Coast. Um, basically, every song that's been recorded has been me on guitar, bass, vocals, pianos, all the good stuff. The only thing I don't trust myself to do is drums. <laughs> Um, and basically what high wind is, is just, it's my pop rock. Hey, I'm going to be as honest as I want to in my songwriting. It's my emotional release, more or less. Music is what I love. It's what I do. And I feel like high wind is the embodiment of me musically and emotionally, more or less. Yeah. (laughs) I got to ask, is it named after final fantasy seven? Technically, yes. Technically, no. I okay. got... I love this story. So I was playing <laughs> First Kingdom Hearts. I was replaying the First yeah. Kingdom Hearts after okay. years of not playing it at like three in the morning. Yeah. I was yeah. doing the race against Riku where you name the raft. If you win, you get to name the raft. If you don't, he names it. So yeah. me being like half asleep, I lost the race. You see the little technical <laughs> pop up. We're naming the raft Highwind. I dropped my controller, jumped out of my chair, and screamed, that's the name. That's it. I'm calling this project Highwind. It's settled. Nothing's changing it. I did some research to make sure the name wasn't taken, and I found out that the name was taken by a bunch of defunct uh, Final Fantasy cover bands. So since the band doesn't exist anymore, I think it's fair game to say that I can have the name. And no one sued me yet, so <laughs> I think it's fair to say that I can use the name. Yeah. So Highwind has been like my little the little nod to my childhood slash nod to the things I play to this day. Because I'm totally not replaying through Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Not at all. No. I get it. I get it. Look, I and I we talked about this last week on a stream, but like Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. And like I, uh-huh. I grew up and like got I I was super stoked because I was such a huge final fantasy fan and then you hear they're combining it with a bunch of disney movies and that Mm -hmm. nightmare before christmas is one of those i was like Mm -hmm. fuck yeah let's get in here let's do this and i i loved uh, kingdom hearts one i loved kingdom hearts two and so i was so fucking stoked for kingdom hearts three and i jump in and donald duck starts talking and i go "Uh uh-oh and then i was like oh wait did i ever like kingdom hearts and so i went back and i got the the whole like uh kingdom hearts one kingdom hearts two the whole like kit and caboodle with... collection yeah so Let's i go. did i did a bit of that and then i was like oh wait do i hate this game series <laughs> and it's it's definitely not that i hate it it's just like whoa what what was hap- what was my nostalgia and so it's still like kind of going back through that because like uh-huh. I, I think i was in kingdom hearts one playing like the tarzan level and I was so like, you're having that moment that everyone has when they go back and play Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. They're like, wait, what did I like about this scene? Yeah. Because yeah. then you go in and you play it and you, you're reading the dialogue and you're going along with the story and you're like, 
what what is going on yeah. and i kind of still question it to this day because if you look like all the different side games the story gets so screwed up in a bunch of different places where it really doesn't make sense unless yeah. you're really following along so it's definitely one of those games where your nostalgia kicks in from when you were playing it when you were like however old you were in 2002 three when the game came out and then you're like oh wait <laughs> why did i get myself in yeah there was a part of me that definitely thought the first time I played it, I get this. I understand what's going on here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then finally, like, uh, I think it was the the DS game, or, or not DS, but like the Game Boy Advance game or whatever it was that came out after that, that then, like, yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm buying everything Kingdom Hearts. This game series is uh-huh. sick. I'm doing it. And I'm like, who are these anime boys? Who are these? Henry, no. Who are these people? Organization 13. Organization 13 was uh, uh, so convoluted, but like all the characters were cool and looked cool and acted cool and said cool things and did cool stuff. And then there's so just fucking Donald it. and Goofy. And I'm like, what are you yeah. doing here? It really mm-hmm. just sounds like you have an issue with Donald Duck. Is what oh, my God. oh my God. <laughs> and, and we said well, this. What did, what did the duck do to you? We, we 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 talked about this that I was doing my impression of Donald Duck where he just goes, I can't do a really you good Donald Duck impression. impression? Wait, no, not really. Not, not really. Because do. I was doing it with a lot of sound behind me, so it was really Mom, easy. You gotta do Donald Duck. I know, but he's just like, Sarah! Sarah! The whole time. <laughs> the whole game is just him healing you with Sarah! And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, just fucking heal me. Maybe healing you. Maybe yeah. healing you. Throw a potion my way and keep your mouth shut. Damn. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> Goofy's over there, like Donald, Sora. It's like, no, dude, stop, please. It's at, like, least, at least Goofy's more useful than Donald in that game. At least Goofy does damage, you know. Yeah. Like, at he's least running he's in there. Helps you out. Donald just exists to yell and scream in tangible garbage, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's oh his God. inherent existence in the Disney yeah. universe. Imagine <laughs> him in a JRPG, that. though. Like, it's so, it's, it's so obscene. It's obnoxious, but it ha- it has a little bit of nostalgic beauty to it. Mm-hmm. Just a little. Oh yeah, bit. now I hear it, and I'm like taken back to this moment where I'm like, "Oh no, heal me mm-hmm. and shut up." Oh, that'll be me t- as soon as I get home from work. That'll be me turning on Kingdom Hearts two again. Um, yeah, because I just started the revisits in Kingdom Hearts two, so that's gonna be me. Yep. Yeah, there are definitely good moments. I don't want to talk massive shit about it. Like remembering like the cloud fights and the Sephiroth fights and the whole oh, like. Uh, fight is, the, the yeah. boss fight in Kingdom Hearts 2 is my favorite boss fight of yes, all time. It's Just so good. Yes, it's so good. So, like, I'm not by any means critiquing the entire game, but there's some shit about those games where I'm like, did I like this? Do I like uh-huh. this? Am I enjoying <laughs> this? Do I want to keep doing this out of enjoyment? And Kingdom Hearts 3 was like a very big test for that. Yeah, I haven't even touched Kingdom Hearts 3 yet. I haven't touched Kingdom Hearts 3 because there's still a couple games that I haven't played in the series. Like, I've played one, most of the Game Boy Advance game. I've played two a bunch of mm-hmm. times. I played the DS one forever ago. I started Birth by Sleep when I was on tour a couple times. We stayed at the my friends in Shallow Pool's place, and they have a PS4 with one of the collections. So I would wake up, play Birth by Sleep for a couple hours, <laughs> and we either you know get ready to go hang out in boston for the day or go get ready to play a show or go get ready to leave and all i'd want to do before we left for any of those destinations was play birth by sleep to see how much <laughs> of it i can do and yeah. my my playstation account and save file for birth by sleep is still there whenever i go back to shallow pool's place hell yeah 
<laughs> so there's still a couple games I need to play in the series, but that that's like the majority of what I've played. I will I will at least let you know that three is quite a drag, and then you get to the end, and it is like the longest end game sequence, but it oh, is God. really good. Like it's really okay. good, but it is it is a long trip to get there, and then the ending is a very long trip. It is like what else can we throw in this one boss fight? That's the whole that's the whole ending sequence. It's that's like, right. That was like Kingdom Hearts. It sounds like, like typical I, garbage. Have I saved five times for the <laughs> ending? Have I I've I've come to a save point five times and I'm only in one boss fight. That's about right. It, it is sounds like absolute Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it is it is maximalist bullshit and I loved it. The rest Where's of it is like from Disney. I expect Square Enix. It's Disney and Square Enix just being yeah. Disney and Square Enix. That's what it boils yeah. down to. Uh, love it. Anyway, that's our video game part of it. That's there's, that's one let's part go. of our video game stuff. Let's get into some Smash Brothers later, but let's talk about your music a bit first. Yeah, yeah lay it on me. Let's go. Lizzie, you can you can ask since that was a long talk without you talking. <laughs> I threw some things in. I want to know about the things. Donald Duck slander because that was very important. I'll slander Donald Duck all day. Every oh, we will day. go back to that later. Let's go. Yeah. He doesn't even wear pants. The fuck is that about? <laughs> right, That's what you're most mad about? Mickey doesn't wear a fucking shirt. I know, but he got the pants. Anyway, uh, ask a question. Uh, <laughs> we got to move on from serious, there. <laughs> serious musician, professional doing serious musician things. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Get into the scene, guys. <laughs> So let's talk about your uh, newest single, 2023, um, because obviously it's probably going to be better than everything we've experienced uh, this past <laughs> year. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate you having that trust in me. Um, <laughs> all right. So the, the cool thing about the single coming out, it drops in what? Three hours. 2023 Reimagined is basically like an acoustic floaty version of the song we put out. I guess it's a year and a half ago now we put out the original version of 2023. And the funny thing about the reimagined version is that it happened by accident, more or less. Originally, what was supposed to happen was a live session. I was supposed to go to Connor Hansen's studio, or Lampshade Studios, and we were going to do a couple of songs. We were going to do an acoustic version of 2023, and we were going to do a cover. One of my friends came into contact with someone who had COVID, so she was like, hey, I have to bail. I need to make sure I'm healthy. I need to make sure my family stays safe. Don't be around me. I'm like, okay, understandable. So I went to the guy who's going to produce a session. I'm like, hey, we've been talking about doing a single. Can we do that instead this time? Because I don't have all my people to do the live session. So my friend guy who plays in Idol Wave, he was going to play guitar for the session. He ended up playing lead guitar in the single and doing some guest vocals. My friend Mia came to help out and did some backing vocals. And we put together this really cool... I guess almost lo-fi version of a song that's originally very alternative rock, very heavy hitting, very in your face and emotional at the same time. We took this very raw, very emotional, hard rock song and turned it into something pretty. And honestly, it felt really good to do something more along the lines of pop music for the first time, because I listened to a lot of Now Now. I listened to a lot of the 1975. I listened to a lot of Small Talks, Haley Spivey. I listened to a lot of more softer indie pop kind of stuff so it felt really good to encourage that side of my music you know i think people really like this i'm excited for everyone to hear this for the first time yeah 
Yeah, I think it's really interesting that it, I feel like a lot of people have been doing reimagined versions of the, some of their past songs, especially this year where they're like, oh, I'm not doing too much, so let's try to rework it. So I always find it as like possibly like a different creative challenge for the artist because Absolutely. you're thinking of it in a different way. Absolutely. And being someone who likes to challenge my songwriting a lot, it's really cool to almost reverse engineer something I've already created. Because 2023, I wrote that long before Highland was even a thing. I wrote that while I was in an old band. That band broke up. I just had this demo lying around. I talked to CJ while I was working on the Have You Been EP. CJ being the guy who produced the Have You Been EP. I'm like, hey, can we demo this out? Just, you know, for shits and giggles. We ended up, because I say we because there's someone else in Highland at the time of the recording this. Uh, we brought it to Pete Zanger Lee, who produced that single. And it went from being like, you know, this demo that was sitting in my songwriting book for years to this really heavy hitting hard rock song. And then you take it a year later and reverse engineer it into something completely different. So it's really cool to be able to do something like that. And I'm sure other artists and musicians will, they may tell you the same thing. They might tell you something different. I don't know. But I guarantee you a bunch of other musicians would love the challenge of taking something that they already think is cool and reworking it to try to see what else they can do with that. You know, I think like you were saying, reimagined versions are cool because it's challenging in a sense. Yeah. We've seen a lot of like artists who like, I, we were talking about this back when it was like, Oh, I don't want to play this song anymore because it has like a lyric in it or something like that. And so artists are like, we're just not going to play that song anymore. And it's like, but you can go and do whatever you want with that because it's your art, it's your creation. And so I, I think a lot of artists end up kind of, as we said at the time, it's like art is never finished. It's abandoned. And it's like, you can always do something else oh, with your own art. That. That's a really good way to put that. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, music is especially like a place where that happens a lot because you say this exists and the fans already know it. So if I do another version of it, if I do something else with it, they may not know that version. So it's not like I'll be able to play it out live. It's not like I'm going to put out a music video for it. And it's like, but why? You could literally do all of that. You could do whatever exactly. you want. Uh, and I, so I think it's interesting now that people are finding that like you can just reevaluate the art that you've created and reevaluate it in a way where you're you're repackaging it, doing it in a different genre, doing a different style, doing it with different. Uh, I hate to say it, but like Falling in Reverse did like their their first album reimagined and did it like all yeah. like Tim Burtony and shit. And I was like, no, Damn that's it, a good man. example because I remember when that album was new. That's a really good example. Like I know. Falling in Reverse get a lot of shit. I don't typically care for their stuff, but it's a good example yeah. because they took their first record and they said, hey, to hell with it. Let's do something else with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, and I if it's like that... a big song too, it, it it hits and people are like, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to the new version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like you never know. Art, art is just abandoned. I like that a lot. That's a really good way of thinking about that. That's a really cool way of thinking about that. Um, It yeah. makes you feel real different about it, right? You're like, yeah, exactly. wait, do I... These are all of my babies now. Like every song I've ever written is now my child and I have to treat it yeah. and, and take care of it in the same way. And I can't just go, oh yeah, that song's bit that song, oh yeah, I put out an album or I put out an EP and like two songs are like really hitting with the audience. So I'll just forget about the other four or whatever, you know? And it's like, no, you gotta so keep those that. four. <laughs> I wouldn't even so much say that. I think that the, the thing that's hard, or at least the thing I find really hard about doing Highwind and when touring is a thing about picking set lists and stuff, like people have given some kind of feedback about every song. Like mm. if someone is a fan of your music and they support your music, 
they like it either for a specific something or they like the embodiment as a whole. And you kind of have to think about both sides. It's like people, some people want to hear everything. Some people only want to hear the popular stuff. Some people want to hear those niche little deep cuts. Yeah. Like I can think of a couple friends that always ask me to play a specific song that while it might not fit with the songs I have coming out over the rest of the year, like I got to try to figure out, well, how am I going to eventually bring these back in and, you know, play these deep cuts for the people that want to hear it? Because you know that if there's like two people that want to hear it, there's probably other people that want to hear it. So yeah. you always have to think about like when it comes to your set list, like how are you going to craft it for this show? How are you going to craft it for this run? How are you going to craft it for this tour? What will this group of people that is coming to your show want to hear this time around that they don't get to hear that often? Or what should be the proper mainstays, you know? Like you always have to be thinking about what songs you have in your collection and when is the right time to bring them out. At least that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that fair. reminds me of um one of my friends. They had asked me, um, they're kind of getting to like emo and pop punk music. They're like, why is there so many bands with just albums? Why aren't they just singles? And then when I said, oh, hey, like even popular artists that we hear on like mainstream radio have full albums, like Britney Spears has full albums, like her <laughs> singles are just not just there. And he was super like shocked, honestly. He's like, but why do that? Why just not release a bunch of singles? I'm like, that's just not how things work. Just not how they do it. I mean, that's for the most part, absolutely. That's not how things work. Like a lot of people, like, especially if you're signed to big labels, not kind of deal. Like yeah. the go-to is put out a record. Mm -hmm. I think the beauty of like independent artists and DIY artists is that they have the, the leverage to do however they want. Like, I'll be truthful. I haven't felt the need to prepare an album yet because it just feels good to go to a producer a producer b producer c work on x release x release x release because i think especially when you're in the independent diy kind of deal when you're in like that hey i'm doing it myself pop punk emo kind of deal like you might do something but you still might want to you know you don't feel like locked into your sound so you might want to discover it and go to producer a producer b producer c so I really think it depends on where you where you're at because you made a good point. Like you know, mainstream pop artists have albums upon albums worth of music that people just don't know about mm -hmm. because all they're listening to are the songs in the radio. Like a good example, I'm I'm a sucker for Ellie Goulding. I love Ellie Goulding. I think her music is great. I love the sound. I love the feel. I love her voice. And she has album upon album upon album that people just don't know about because they only hear like something in the way you move or lights. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. You would never know if she has a song with an entire K-pop group out. She has three. Um, like, it's such a good point to bring up because, you know, every artist kind of does things a little differently, but you don't see that every artist puts out full length worth of record. You see that every artist puts out, you know, just a single here, just a single here, but you don't get to see that because, you know, not every side of that is shown. It's true. I've never actually listened to a lot of Ellie Golding, but I only know her singles and I only know the songs she's featured on. So I know yeah, she did that's a song fine. Like, for, I understand like, that. Yeah, she did like a song for Degrassi. So I know like she's been around. And when she got big, I was like, oh, that's <laughs> cool. That's great for her. But then it was only like the like those two singles you mentioned. I'm like, oh, I know she has other music. It's yeah. Are they just not gonna throw that up there? Exactly. But again, that that's that's the deal with like bigger record labels and mainstream radio. Like you only hear what radios and labels want to push onto mainstream radio, what they want to push on people more or less, you know, like people actually, you know, but we have like Spotify and Google and that kind of deal. So it's easy to research. It's so weird. I don't know. Music and multimedia is weird, man. Music <laughs> and multimedia is weird. There's so many different sides to it and so many different aspects to it. It's true. 
I think it's getting uh, really interesting. I think it's getting more interesting now. That, uh, a lot of bands are moving into online stuff, obviously, because you can't do anything in real life in yeah. person. Uh, but also just realizing, like, I, I think we've seen a lot of artists that have realized, like, hey, if I own my shit, then I make more money off of it. And it's my own mm -hmm. and I can do whatever I want with it. And like seeing um, like we're on Twitch and obviously like playing music on Twitch gets you uh, <laughs> gets you gets you in trouble because it's like, hey, that's music you don't own and we will come for you for it. But like artists are like, no, play, play it, play my yeah. music. <laughs> like, why? Why wouldn't I want you playing my music? Mm -hmm. See, that, that's another thing. Like the whole Twitch copyright issue is so interesting to me because I, I watch a lot of Twitch streamers here. Mm -hmm. Like I watch Simple Flips. I watch Cougar HS and they a big thing for them was people would donate songs people would love to have you know certain songs playing in the backgrounds it leads to inside jokes it was great and then switch out of nowhere it's like hey we have some copyright things to do which don't get me wrong like i understand like copyrights and, and copyright laws and that kind of deals are things we have to abide by like you know so people don't get sued and that kind of garbage mm -hmm. um but at the same on the other end of the same stick it's like but people want their music heard they want more outlets for their music to be heard by a new audience you know and Twitch streaming is cool for that, or was cool for that. I don't know if it it, it is still. Like I, I <laughs> kind of learned how it works myself. I don't really stream sure. on Twitch, but like you know, it, it's such a it's such a touchy outlet, such a touchy subject, and people are still kind of figuring out how to go about it. I think. Yeah, I I think that it's corporate greed from people who aren't making as much money uh, as they used to and are still trying to yeah. get the same paychecks. Yeah. But I like anybody who anybody who owns somebody else's artistic creation to me is going to only be concerned about how much money they make from owning it rather than how much the artist gets from making it. Uh, and that always is where these kind of decisions come from is, yeah. Hey, I own that. Don't steal it from me. And the artist is like, but I made that you didn't yeah. make that shit. That's a very good point. That is a very good point. That is absolutely a great point. Yeah. I, I, I generally just always feel bad for the artists who all they want is to create something for people. And the more people who hear it because somebody said, I really like this artist. Here's this music in the background of whatever you're watching me for. I hope that you like it too. If you want to check them out, here it is. That seems great all around for everything yeah. that anybody creates. Absolutely. That seems great. Like, Absolutely. hey, here's a, here's a piece of art that I, uh, the art behind me is just a thing from Ikea. So, uh, you know, oh fucking whatever. <laughs> like, that doesn't matter. But if I had, like, you know, art over here and it was I'm like, edgy guys, but I'm yo, edgy. I got this oh, art from, uh, from, a, from a person. Edgy, yeah, man. Hey, look, the Swedes, they made great art, dude. It's a picture of an elk. It's great. Ah, oh, fucking deer in the woods. The Swedish know about that. <laughs> I've only ever been to Ikea like once or twice. And honestly, Ikea is a blast. I don't think I've ever had a bad oh, I love time. Ikea. I've never been to Ikea. I absolutely Fun love fact, Ikea. If you sign up for the Ikea membership program and when you, I don't know if they still have it right now with COVID, but before COVID, if you sign up for it and you go to the cafeteria, you get a free cup of coffee. Free coffee every with time. Unlimited yes. refills. Yep. It's Why still happening. Into an Ikea ad so I can go get coffee. Why uh, is it called an Ikea ad for free coffee and memberships? Also, side note, the coffee is a fucking dollar. Like, it's not like you're saving a bunch of money. Yeah, like, coffee is like one dollar. In this economy? I know. I know. Look, I get it every time I go, even if it's at night. Like, it's like, oh, we're going to close in two hours. Yeah, I should probably get a coffee. Like, no, I should go to fucking bed. 
I'm not gonna get. What am I gonna no. be caffeinated to get home and build my flurgan? Like no. Did you guys know that we have our own TikTok? It's at X Emo Social Club X, and we put a lot of different cool things on there, from random train dancing videos to previews of our upcoming podcast episodes and anything else in between. And also make sure you're following us on our YouTube channel as well, Emo Social Club, to search it in the search bar. We have some really cool videos coming your way. Brian is making really cool adult beverages that you can make at home. I decided to make it an emo cocktail. So this one's called the Alone This Holiday by Muse. And I'm going to teach you how to make your favorite coffee from your equally favorite bands. The new Spear Box Coffee. We're gonna want to do 25 to 30 grams. All the coffee comes together, all the flavors are spread up. So keep on listening and follow our other social pages. Oh, and make sure to join the club. I would tell you otherwise. I'm a caffeine addict. I'm the kind of person <laughs> who drinks like six shots of espresso a day. Don't tell me yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my no, I'm God. The same. Do you I'm do the, the double shot trick? No, I, I'm real particular about my coffee. Basically, what I do, I just make like a standard latte with three shots of espresso. I like honey in my coffee, whether it's a latte or a brewed coffee. Interesting. But I, I don't do anything more than that. So he, here's here's my thing. And th this is me being a completely open and honest human being. I <laughs> love sweets with a burning passion. I'm a sucker mm -hmm. for candy. I'm a sucker for cookies. I got no shame. <laughs> but also, if I have too much sugar and that kind of thing, I feel really guilty about it. So what I started doing was cutting every single bit of sugar out of my coffee. So at the end of the day, when I go home, after like work or doing homework or like really long days in the sea or something like that, I can go home, just sit down, have my Oreos, my milk, and like just relax and not feel guilty about having extra sugar or something. And that's like my honest confession for the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, we're not here to judge you. We're like, dude, have no, a candy. Like, yeah, I, candy. I mean, I kind of do that too. Like I'll be like, I have my plain black coffee. And then if I'm feeling spicy on my way to work, I'll be like, Hmm, should I treat myself with a mocha or an Americano Ooh. that's just black? I usually just drink black coffee, but then I get a cookie to balance <laughs> it out. Cookie balance and coffee is a great combo. Then you dip the cookie in your coffee exactly. and it tastes like heaven. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's a good flavor. It's so <laughs> that's a good, good. Flavor. Uh, That's a good it flavor. Is. It is. He's not wrong. Dipping I also just, a warmed I also up just found out how to do the because i worked at Star, uh, starbucks years ago and oh. i didn't so i missed like the cold brew foam thing and i'm like how the fuck do you make it and i found it on tiktok and i'm like i can make this at home i told my mom like yeah. mom i know how to make the foam now she's like what do we need i'm like the blender that we got <laughs> yeah that's it that's yeah. all it's, it's super easy it's super easy to do at home it's it's really just if you have a blender or if you have like a way to see milk at home more or less you can make lattes and stuff at home it's honestly fun yeah. i do it at home all the time because it's, it's <laughs> me. my days off is is basically my days off from work is basically like hey get up make my fun cup of coffee in the morning get whatever you need to get done done and then either do music things or do video game things and call it a day coffee at home is easy it's just <laughs> do you feel like doing it you know yeah it's the effort Exactly. Like, back to Ikea. Ikea apparently has a milk frother, a little baby one for $2.99. Oh, they have baby milk frothers, yeah. I was going to say, like, you could just go to, if, if you need a milk frother, go to Ikea. So when's Ikea going to sponsor us? Now? If you need, if you need elk doing art, the Ikea ad, you might as well be sponsored yeah. by Ikea. Come on, Ikea. Listen, everyone. Uh, 
this this episode is not sponsored. But if you're in the market for a Flurgan or maybe a Borgendorf, <laughs> check out IKEA. IKEA, uh, home home of the Gleben. <laughs> I don't oh know. My god. Oh my god! I remember Here's after I watched um, Midsummer the movie, I went to IKEA because I had to get like one of those little um, like box things that have the <laughs> slots. And I'm like walking around the garden center and I'm like, all right, cool. And then I see the yellow triangle house and I'm like, I'm triggered. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> this is mad energy here. Ikea, they know. <laughs> they know. I also, and I, I say this from a position of no privilege, but I also like lived in Sweden and know how to say some words in Swedish. So I'm literally like trying to find words that sound like Swedish, but are not actual Swedish. Oh, well, look at you go being all fancy. Yeah, you know me, IKEA 299 milk frothers <laughs> and a, and a loose knowledge of the Swedish language. That's how I live my oh, life. Oh, oh, that's, awesome. that's so good. That's so good. We'd love to see it. Uh it's been a while since I practiced, but I go to IKEA and then I read things off in like actual pronunciation oh of God. Swedish words and then I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's just a city in 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 Sweden." And then my girlfriend is like, "Hey, um just, you know, Keep that, that keep that quiet. Like I'm not here to judge you, <laughs> but like anyone else who might hear you in this IKEA right now, likely to judge the shit out of you. Like, oh, this, this fucking asshole speaks Swedish. What the fuck is he doing here? It's like I don't know. Buy me a Bergen. Get out of here. What does it matter if you speak a different language? You're all in IKEA for one reason. This is this it's is such Swedish an American culture. thing. This is such an American thing. You know another language, and everybody goes. Ugh conceded it's like no i just fucking know uh, something man yeah, no. the fuck you're right you're right, you're right. people I, I, come yeah, for you absolutely. it's like it's like dude i'm allowed to know things man like what it's it's one of two reactions either that or people like oh, you know another language yeah say this say thing this to me in this language yeah. yeah like oh my god and it's always like, swears and it's never knows. anything nice Mm -hmm. yeah. My girlfriend knows three different languages. Her first language is Greek. Her second language is English, and her third is Spanish. So yeah. when people know, find out she speaks in other languages, she's like, "Okay, fine. What do you want to hear?" <laughs> so no, she's a lot nicer, nicer about it than that. She's just, yeah. She's a lot nicer about it than that. Good. I mean, it's I. I think everybody's got to do whatever they got to do with it. I'm just like, yo, relax. Like, it's cool when people know things. It's cool when people are passionate about stuff. Let them people speak their passions. Learn. People I'm gonna learn. It's a I'm thing. gonna pound on a lectern. I'm gonna buy exactly. that lectern from IKEA. Oh no! They don't sell lecterns. <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, okay. More music questions. Let's see. Let's go. Serious musician professionals doing serious music things. Yes. There we go. Yes. Profession. <laughs> so you mentioned before we started live streaming that you're actually going to be slowly releasing more singles kind of over the next few months rather than like um like an ep or an lp what kind of was like your thought process i know we kind of covered it but i know that there's a little bit more decision making when it comes mm. to releasing things so i'll be honest with you it was really more so based on what kind of song i was writing at the time and who i wanted to produce it so prime example i released a song called crash and burning cool. featuring nolan and jake from a band called the fairview back in november I specifically want to go to my friend Jack, who plays in a band called Skyline, but who also does a lot of production work on his own time. I called Jack one day. I'm like, hey, I want to slash need to put out a single. How do you feel about producing the single for me? And Crashing Burning is very much the chaotic side of pop rock music. 
So I knew for a fact I wanted him to produce that. Let's fast forward to tomorrow where 2023 Reimagined comes out. That was produced by Connor Hansen. Connor Hansen's mindset is very much indie pop. The lo-fi indie pop Connor deal, that is his thing, and he's really good at it. So I went to him with that and about four other songs. Let's move to October, right before Crashing Burning comes out. I spent a weekend with Adam Sachoki, the drummer of Gatherers, who's also a really, really good producer. And I had some songs that were more alternative rock, like more the, the crazy pop rock kind of thing. And I knew for a fact I wanted him to produce these songs because I needed the guitars to sound a specific way. I needed the drums to hit a specific way. The vocals need to hit a specific way. And I knew he could do that. So the reason these songs are all coming out at separate times is because much like my brain and the way I think about music, it's very much wasn't a cohesive effort. It was every song was given a specific spotlight. I need a producer to highlight that specific spotlight or that specific sound or feel of the song. So it felt so much more right to release each song or set of songs separately as opposed to playing it in one EP that doesn't sound like a collective effort or one full album that doesn't sound like a collective effort, you know? Mm. Like, each song has its own meaning. Each song has its own feel. Each group of songs was written at a specific time. Why put them all together and not highlight what the songs mean to me as a musician or what the songs feel like or sound like in an album when I could just, you know, give each song their time of day, let people enjoy each release for what it is, and then at a later point in time, when things feel a little more cohesive, go to one person, record an album, record an EP, and let that thing be its own thing, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. It, it, it's, thank you. <laughs> I, Because, I, <laughs> I mean, everybody, when you talk about like a big, a big album or a big release or something like that, you know, it's always like, this band or this artist went in with this producer, they wrote these songs together, they put this thing out, and it's always like, this is the genre, this is the sound of it, we are releasing, like, I mean, everybody who ever goes into the studio and you're like, you released a whole different sound with this, and it's all uh, mm -hmm. done by this producer, and you wrote it like this and all that, and it's always like, it's got to be uniform, and it's always got to sound like that in that package. And so saying, like, yeah. I've got all these ideas, so I can't release it in the normal package, and I have to release it in like this different way. It really makes sense. Yeah. And on top of it, I'm a guy that's influenced by a lot of different sounds. Like as it is are my favorite band of all time, mm -hmm. but I worship the 1975 self-titled record, but I'm also a huge fan of counterparts, but I also really get influenced by songs that are in video game soundtracks, like the Need for Speed mm -hmm. Pro Street soundtrack, where it's very much <laughs> a hard rock, rap rock kind of album. But then I'm also listening to a lot of indie pop stuff like Now Now. Or I'm listening to a lot of Japanese pop punk like See You Smile or Castaway. And I'm always influenced by these different sounds from different parts of the world, doing different genres, playing different sounding instruments. I'm really scatterbrained when it comes to what I want to write and how I want to go about it. While my songwriting process might be similar, I'll sit down in my room, I'll get my demo station set up, and I'll build a song from there. What I'm influenced by and the sounds that come out of it are different every single time. Like again, Crashing Burning is very much hard-hitting snare, overdriven guitars, a really, you know, like a really aggressive lead guitar lick, very aggressive vocals about, you know, having a breakdown because 
you know, the world is seeing me crumble. I can't hold together anymore. The world's going to see me crumble, whether I or they like it or not. But then you go to one of the songs that I'm releasing in March, and this is a cool little teaser spoiler for everyone, where it's about like, you know, hey, life happens. It's okay. You know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Things are going to move forward. And this very much floaty synth indie pop kind of sound. Like, doing the only time doing an EP was easy for me, or at least with Highwind, was doing the first EP, Have You Been? Because I sat with CJ and we basically built that from the ground up together. While doing these songs now, it's really hard for me to stay consistent because <laughs> there's so many things I want to do. Yeah. And I was talking with uh, Connor Hansen about this like a week ago because I was in his studio recording a couple new tracks. Um, it's really easy for musicians, or at least the from our experiences, to get influenced and say, hey, oh, I want to play in this kind of band. Oh, no, a week later, I want to play in this kind of band. <laughs> but the thing is, it's just me, you know, I kind of have that power to write whatever, whenever, and do whatever with those tracks because I don't have to answer to anyone else. Yeah. And that's both the best part and worst part about Highwind being just me. I never know what I want to do next. And I've really been struggling <laughs> with that over the past couple of weeks because I don't know what I want to write next. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's fun. I would love to do a full length album one day, but I, you know, I feel like I have to train myself to like stay consistent with it because I never <laughs> want to be consistent. I just want right. to write what the heart wants to write, you know? Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah, I think it's kind of similar. Like the uh, 1975's latest album was we heard people and I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be like a punk rock. And it absolutely was not that. <laughs> it just was not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what it reminds me of when you're like, explaining. I'm like, oh, so you want to do kind of yeah. weave in and weave out. So exactly, you know, fun. You can always be like, "Hey guys, if you don't like this song, you can like this song instead." Exactly. And that was kind of that. That was at least how it sounded to me when when that 1975 record came out. It's like, oh, you're just doing everything that that speaks to you. So when you go in, and, and much like you're saying, it's like you go in and you're like, "I want to do this kind of song," and this record is going to kind of be eclectic. But I, I think it's because the 1975 has to release a record, quote unquote. I always say quote yeah. unquote, and then I put up air quotes so that the listeners understand that I'm doing quotes. Cause otherwise like, what the fuck uh -huh. are you doing? Um, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's oh, like, yeah, it's like, uh, let's, let's just put everything out there that creates what the 1975 is. Uh, even though it may not be exactly what we've done in the past or, or things like that, but like, yeah, we have all these like different, uh, opportunities there with that. It's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that the fun thing about being in a band like that, or just, you know, any band in general, like you're saying before, it's your art. You can experiment with it in whatever way you please, you know, whether you end up releasing this eclectic full length of a, hey, it's a little bit of everything that we want to create. Or you can do the thing where you just release a bunch of singles that all sound different. Like art is literally whatever you can, you know, create and you have the power to be experimental with that. Like art is subjective at the end of the day, regardless of whether it's music, painting, mm -hmm make you know designing video game art whatever it might be you know like artist objective and i think that's the beauty of it and i think sometimes that's forgotten 100 percent. but i think i think it's cool when artists no matter how big or small just get creative and do whatever they want with it and call it a day because that's the beauty of making music making art in some way shape or form you have the power to experiment and create whatever your heart and mind desire yeah i like that yeah. That's a nice. That's a nice sentiment. <laughs> like follow your dreams vibe. Yeah, 
No, because I, 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 I remember back in the day going into studios and being like, we want this to sound like this. And a buddy of mine was telling me like, we did the same thing when we went in and eventually we just decided why, why don't we just write good songs and see what comes out <laughs> and like make it more eclectic and make it more open-ended yeah. and not, not stick to that. Like other yeah. artists have done this, or this is what everybody does. Like, let's do something that is very specific to us and we can, we can define our band that way instead of defining music as, as anything else. Plus with single culture, like who cares? Like, Oh, I like that one song by that artist. Great. Then listen to that one. We got some other ones, but if you don't like them, at least you're listening to that one. Yeah, exactly. Like, like there's, when it comes to releasing music, I feel there's a time and place for everything. And then, you know, it really just depends about how you as an artist want to go about it at the end of the day. I think, you know, like, like we were saying, like you have that power, like you can just go in there, put your focus on writing songs that you feel are good and then call it a day. Mm -hmm. If you know, people like that one song, they like that one song. Here's these other things in case you want to listen to them, but go enjoy that song. I also think too, the thing you can appreciate is that if people are focused on one song, you'll always have those other people that appreciate the rest of your discography, however big or small it may be, you know, again, the beauty of music, artist subjective. <laughs> Yeah. Artist subjective. There, there is nuance and subjectivity to art, and uh, take the time, get to know it. Music is, I think, music is just one of those places that people don't spend a lot of time on. And then it's like, yo, just give it time, give it a minute, let it, let it sink let it in, sink let it in. feel, feel it, let yeah. it consume you, let it be a part of you. Mm -hmm. As I, people, as I start to get ASMR on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> I am music. I am now surrounding your body. Let it. I am let letting it, you take me in. Let, let it happen. It, let me. <laughs> let it This turned into ASMR real quick. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> oh. Hey, listen. When you when you have good sounding mics, you can do anything your heart you desires. Gotta do it, man. Yes. You just gotta get in there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh god, I had something to say, and I totally forgot <laughs> so, what it was. Yeah. Because the ASMR just took over. I know, ASMR sorry. took over. We always get distracted really by the ASMR. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's it's good. ASMR can be great, especially <laughs> when you have the power to do it. Whenever you want. When you got the power to do it. <laughs> Brian likes to do it while he pretends to be corpse. I so love, I love it. Oh, you gotta go deep. You gotta just get, you gotta get real deep I will say, it. I found this Etsy maker on TikTok, as I've been finding a lot of people, and they have corpse earrings. But because Brian has plugs i was gonna order him a pair and send. i was like wait he can't wear them he has plugs and i'm no, like or could no, he just pierce no. his ear with it because i've had friends who just no. do that because i know reckless people and <laughs> i'm like you just stick it stick it in the little lower ear no. lobe a little bit i was like uh, i'm not as not big of a fan because they had clip-on earrings and i'm like i don't like mm -hmm. corpse to that extent to wear the earrings but i know brian would enjoy it corpse yeah go for it Corpse is great. Uh, that's a, I, I, I feel like I should watch Corpse stream at some point just to understand like why people love Corpse. Cause like my girlfriend is showing me TikTok clips and I think they're hysterical. I've heard the song and I think it's all right, but I feel like I really need you to sit down and watch Corpse stream one day just so I understand why yeah. everyone. I'm like really bad with trends. I'll be blatantly honest with you about that. I'm really <laughs> bad at like video game trends what's popular on the internet mm -hmm. what artists is everyone listening to now who's mainstream like i'm really bad at keeping up with the trends <laughs> but like corpse is the one trend that i've like seen pop up 
a little bit of everywhere. I'm like, okay. If it's popping up in a little bit of everywhere, I really should just sit down and enjoy a stream one day and call them. Yeah. Will that ever happen? Find out next time. Who knows? He doesn't have a good schedule, which sucks. But I will say, like, from a musician standpoint, like, if we're talking, like, just his music, I don't think his music is, like, that good. Or at least it's just not my thing. But I do enjoy I've it. Like, I can listen to it. On TikTok. I've only ever heard the one song yeah. that's on TikTok. I mean, yeah. that's all you need to hear, really. I think, <laughs> okay. I think some of his other songs are a bit better than that one, too. I think that that one is is more memey and more just like the one that it released at the right time and everybody like, you know, grabbed onto it. Um, yeah. I think that him being a musician, building a career off of something completely different and just making music kind of like behind the scenes or for himself and like mm. taking his time with releases and just kind of putting stuff out when it felt right for him. Uh, writing just a ton, being a complete shut in and just like writing a ton uh doing a bunch of genres too because he's he released a lo-fi song too and it was like oh we really like this one and he's like i'm just gonna release it on youtube i'm not gonna put this on spotify and i uh, bet that it'll blow everybody's like spotify listens out of the water and like mm -hmm. record labels were like yeah you, you shouldn't do that like he was talking to a bunch of them they're all like you're popular we want to sign you he's like no He's like, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put out this lo-fi song, and they're like, oh well, don't put it on YouTube. Nobody will hear it. He's like, all right, fuck you, put it up. It's like, <laughs> eventually, it's like the artist has all the power if the artist is doing the work to like benefit themselves, like putting out enough content and putting out enough stuff and like showing themselves to be the person that everybody likes. That it doesn't really matter what you do with your music. People like you as the artist, and he. Him just shutting down record labels and saying like, yo, fuck you. I can do whatever I want is like such a fucking power move. Yeah, Especially because nobody knows who he is. So it's like, do whatever you want, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Literally, like you have the power to do whatever at that point. Like if, if you are, you know, you have a massive following, you're able to do whatever you want with music. You can literally, you know, raise the finger to labels and do whatever you want and still make a killing off of it. You know, yep. like you have that power to say, hey, this is my music. I'm going to do what I want with it. End of story. And you're going to like it, you know? Yeah. And now all these artists like want to play uh, Among Us with them and all the other like big streamers. And so they want to join the game. So we played with like Logic and Little Nas X. And then Halsey mm -hmm. was tweeting at him like, hey, I want to learn go. how to play this game. And it's like, dude. I remember that. You, I remember when that happened. Yeah. It's like you're just doing the work of like hanging out, doing your thing and, and you're passionate about it. And I now mean, all these people are like gonna be like a corpse and mgk collab yeah. so it's like i am very excited <laughs> is that actually gonna be a thing is that like a thing that's yeah. actually happening again yeah. i'm I'm, not, I'm i'm horrible at keeping up with what's going on yeah so that, that's I, cool yeah it, it uh i, still I have mean yet he to posted that on. record i still have yet to listen to the mgk record oh my i have God, not listened man. to a single song oh it's the record. very good it's very it's really good, good. yes it's, i mean i know a lot of, it's kind of 50 50 with a lot of people but yeah. i, I were to think <laughs> That the time it came out, it's like we needed that generic pop punk that we all know and love that isn't too like over, like thought out. It's like that's yeah. just what I need. I need head empty vibes. Yep. That's okay. It. That's it exactly is fully what head it empty is. vibes. Interesting. It is okay. Way more pop than punk, but it is it's feel good and still is be like sad. Five seconds of summer kind of vibes pop punk. Is that yeah, what we're talking I, about? I would say I would say that's pretty close. Yeah. His okay. voice is not fully suited to pop punk. I I, I mm -hmm. feel like I feel like everybody feels that way. It's like his voice is okay. not a hundred percent ready for it. But uh, the songwriting is there. It's Travis you know, Barker's there. Travis Barker's there. Everybody. 
Uh, Travis Barker should produce every song from now on forever. <laughs> forever and ever, and that is it. End of story. Like so when Travis song... Barker produce me then, huh? Yeah. Like, I want that opportunity. Story, every song Come has through. to be run through Travis Barker. He, like, he, just sits in a, he just sits in an office all day listening to songs and goes, yes, no, yes, <laughs> yes. Fix it. Absolutely not. <laughs> Fix this. <laughs> Check, check the drums on that one. This is actually the way that Brian gets rid of uh, his mortal enemy, John Feldman. Oh, oh God. Wait, yeah. hold on. Why is John Feldman your mortal enemy? Wait, hold on. I got another story behind there. He is. And I mean, we're talking about formulaic and, and being formulaic and like making songs that all sound the same. And then we're talking like Travis Barker and it's like, okay, run every yeah. song through Travis Barker. It's like, that's not really how you get that. But uh, John Feldman is just so like one note to me. Like okay. he, okay. he used to write really good stuff. He used to do really good stuff. Uh, I really love like the first few used records. Uh, really love the panic record he did and love a few other albums that he's done. But like, mm-hmm. as he's gone on, he just ended up kind of writing the same shit over and over again for different artists. And he always does like the really big, like orchestral parts and the string parts in the background. And like, it ended up being like, well, the use now sounds like escape the fate sounds like this other band sounds like this band. And so it just like got boring. Like he's not, he's not as creative to me. He sounds like he's like, bring them in. My name will be on it. So it'll do well, put it back out. Like that's, it's a, it's more of a factory than like a, uh, a oh. creative thing. I've never thought about it like that. That's very interesting. When I think John Feldman, and I, I think like you know, hey, he was the front man of Goldfinger because I'm I'm a big Scott yeah. dude. So like sure. that's that's my first thought process. And then I think afterwards, I'm like, wait, he produced the Five Seconds of Summer record. He produced yep. a Sleeping with Sirens record. He produced mm-hmm. a Wattic record at one point. He produced a Blink record at one point. That's always like an afterthought for me. But now yeah. I want to do some research. Now I want to go listen to some of these newer records and be like, okay, what does it sound like? Where are the similarities? Yeah. So now, now I'm going to do research. When Brian bought this very spicy take to me, I was like, what are you talking about? And then I never put two and two together that like, you know, he was in Goldfinger and I'm like, what are you talking about? And they went more and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, Brian, do you just hate fun and ska? <laughs> Anything he did... <laughs> Anything he did between like 2009 and 2012 all sounds like it. Like it all sounds like the same band with a different singer, which may or may not be how he produces bands. Is just like mm-hmm. writes it all and then has the singer come in and and sing. And yeah, we have no evidence of that. I'm not saying it here. I'm not trying to break news or nothing. But He's like trying to get on conspiracy a thought theory. process. It is actually- a theory. Yeah, it's a theory. Not a real fact, but I am I am saying it out loud. So therefore, he's willing to put money on it. We're gonna willing... get into alt press again, but it's not gonna be for interviewing <laughs> sixty business. It's gonna be for a conspiracy yeah. theory, and then John Feldman is gonna hate us and not know who yeah. we are. He's gonna mess with us on get Instagram, him on the podcast. like the fuck? and then you're yeah. gonna fight on the podcast. And then Brian, listen, imagine. And then... The hate. Imagine just like John Feldman's spite on the internet from uh, <laughs> just like to our faces. Where it's like, uh, we're so sorry, sir. Oh, that's um, awesome. My mistake. Oh, that's, I didn't mean to. That's uh, thought. That, that yeah. sounds like fun. That sounds like chaotic it would be great. fun. I would love it. I, I I can understand some of his, like the love behind him. I can understand some of his records, but I just think it's like, I, I, I like the idea of being an artist who creates things that are different 
and not just giving a lot of the same music out over and over and over again. Because I think that like the more interesting artists are people who come out with something that is completely off the wall and really interesting, really catchy, really poppy, but not like the same shit we've heard before, especially in yeah. rock music, because rock music is generally a lot of repetition and a lot of like legacy bands and a lot of older artists and there isn't space for new artists. And it's because you're just repeating the same shit over and over again. And so we need a lot of that, like new blood and fresh, fresh blood in there. The young blood. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and to bounce off that a little bit, um, let's take a look at, you know, modern alternative music. Like you get this new blood come in, you get a lot of the new blood doing the same thing. And then the cycle kind of repeats itself, you know, and then you have this extra layer it's gonna sound gross. This extra layer of blood that keeps you know piling up, you know. Um, it's a metaphor, but, like, but no, it's also like real... wow. <laughs> no, but like it, it, it's true though. Like you make a good point. Like you have you know this layer of rock music that becomes trendy, like, and then that becomes old, and then you get the next layer of pop punk fans doing the next thing, and then you get the next layer of like a different rock man coming in. Like I think a, a good example now is going from pop punk a lot of people are transitioning from that to like the lo-fi kind of soundcloud kind of thing and now mm -hmm. you have a lot of different artists trying to do that and mm -hmm. then it's just a pile up and then there becomes no room for these new artists because that thing is slowly becoming not trendy yeah so it's like what's next you know like what is this artist the next artist that wants to make it big going to do to break through that layer and like hey this is why you should be listening to me this is why i deserve to be the top of the next layer yep no, i agree i think it's uh i think it's just it's just hard to break out in rock music and alternative music especially because of that but i think that there is so much being done there that will inspire so many other genres and so many other people that like we need to get more new music out there from newer people rather than just the same old same old <laughs> we yeah, don't need absolutely. new I we don't need more Blink-182, is what I'm saying. <laughs> we, 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 need, <laughs> we don't need another John Feldman-produced Blink-182 record. We don't need, we don't need, it. We need, don't need a, it. We don't need anything from Blink-182 after that single they dropped. And like, no, we just forget that half. Erase it from oh. our minds. You know what? Like, it turns it out. Black, laser pen. Yeah. Zip. It turns oh. out that it never was real, and uh, we don't need any more of it. So thank you. We're bringing it back to the store. Uh, I'll take my money back and uh, yes, I know it was free, but thank you for- I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like what, what thing are you talking about? There's nothing there. What are you talking about? There's nothing about? there. Like, like nothing. I, this yeah. thing you're talking about, I've never even heard of it before. Like what are you Mandela talking about? Mandela effect actually <laughs> like bear scene, bear sane bears type of thing. Okay. Yeah. Got it. It's quarantine quarantine. It's the- <laughs> Oh no, that's a totally different issue. Don't even get me started. Oh. We're not we getting into Mandela effect on this episode. I hate that. That was my brain cannot handle scene. that right now. Thank you. <laughs> I want to give you a, a space here to plug yourself. Tell us where everybody can find you, where people can listen to the stuff, uh, how people can check out the new stuff when it drops, and all that. Uh, so, so where are you on the internet? So I am on Instagram at Highwind NJ. I'm on Twitter at Highwind Band NJ. I got a Facebook page. I think it's just facebook.com slash Highwind NJ. Um, I'm always checking social media. I love talking to people and making new friends. Um, check out Spotify. We got a new single coming out 
literally in two and a half hours, 2023 reimagined, featuring my good friend Guy Battaglia from a band called Idol Wave. Um, the original version of 2023 is out there for the world to hear. Um, Crashing Burning just came out a couple months ago, so listen to that. Let me know what you think if you want a little bit of a different flavor. And like we were talking about earlier on in the podcast, there's a lot of new music coming out between tomorrow and I believe it's July. July, September, something, somewhere along that line. So stay tuned. There's a lot of cool stuff coming. Lots of different colors and sounds and feelings, and I'm very excited <laughs> to hear it. That's a full sensory, uh, full really sensory experience. Here. Yeah, <laughs> that's the plan. The plan is that you are the uh, the musical equivalent of Pocahontas. <laughs> Just minus Donald Duck. More or less. Although no, I, I can't take that. Pocahontas is too good. I can't take that. Pocahontas yeah. is too good. That I don't think that movie was represented so. in Kingdom Hearts. To bring it and back. Also, to the beginning. thank you for having me on this podcast. I love doing these oh, things. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Yeah, we love uh, we love having like, new people like, on. I, and... I love doing podcasts. I love having... Plus, these are just fun, you know. Like podcasts are cool to me. I I like you know just opening up conversations, seeing where they lead to at the end of the day. And podcasts are cool places to do that. So seriously, thank you very much for having me and letting me have my space to talk. It means the world to me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, dude. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess we could we can close with the recording there, and we'll continue talking over on Twitch with our uh, friends hanging out over there. So uh if you're listening to this thank you thank you for checking us out make sure to check out high wind on all the platforms all the places all the stuff follow to get notified when all these new singles drop uh and uh yeah so thank you for that and thank you chris for being on tonight thank you for having me that is our episode thank you for checking us out this week if you enjoyed it please make sure you're going to the podcast app of your choosing rating us five stars nothing less i will find you i know you have kneecaps i will take them away from you five stars or else lizzie's wow, shaking her like fist that, that uh, audio tiktok's really is, is really i'm not to you. i'm not out here looking for nothing oh, less no. than five stars <laughs> on the podcast ratings uh you really you really just did it to him you did i did it to him. him the ratings and the comments and everything that you can provide for us really helps so if you did enjoy this uh please please uh, uh give us your give us your subscriptions and give us your your ratings your ratings don't, as ratings is close enough it's good enough do not do not don't do that don't do that anymore you can only do so much i know i get there I, I get i get right there and then it's like ah pull back pull back man Thank you again for checking us out this week. Uh, we will be back next Thursday live on Twitch. And we'll be back next Monday with a new episode. Until then, I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. Goodbye. Should do a corpse like, goodbye. Goodbye. That's a vampire. Are you Dracula? Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's just a vampire. <laughs> That ain't nothing. I think I accidentally got onto the vampire TikTok. Because I know that it's just vampirefreaks.com. I know that it's just a bunch of people cosplaying or some shit. I know that you just got to fucking cosplay TikTok. That's where you got to.